Hello and welcome to Coordinated Strike, your The Other Side podcast, featuring tactics, strategies, Welcome to the show, all. Wisdom. Uh, my of name the brand is new Joe Gerard. You may know me from other the such other podcasts side as miniatures. Cheated Fates Radio. Uh, it's Cheated Fates Joe uh, on the interwebs and on the Twitter and the and the Gmail. And I have started a brand new cast uh, called Coordinated Strike. And you can find us here. We're going to be as regular as I can be. It's a one-man show at this point, and I'm going to be inviting some guest hosts on. Uh, as we continue the wild ride that is the Other Side Miniatures game. Uh, had a very successful Kickstarter. Uh, it's had a very successful backer kit. And we're continuing to wait uh, with bated breath for the backer kit to close out. So you still have time. And that's kind of what this podcast is about. Uh, I want to go ahead and get everyone uh, ready and understanding some of the list building and list building synergy uh, that may not be overly apparent to some people. Some people will get this right away. But I kind of wanted to go into some unit synergy, how I build lists, uh, what I'm looking for uh, when I'm building those lists, and we're just going to roll right into it. Uh, the faction that I want to look at first is the Gibbering Horde. Uh, Gibbering Horde is one of my absolute favorite factions. Uh, they are the otherworldly Cthulhu-style monsters that have been thrown across the breach into London and have started this whole uh, giant turn of events that is creating a war in 1906 uh, alternate Earth in the same timeline and space as Malifaux. And so they've landed in London, they're destroying everything, and it makes me really want to play them. From a gameplay perspective, they are the quintessential melee horde army. But they have a very unique twist on that, and that twist comes from their allegiance card. Uh, they have an ability called Endless Numbers, which basically states the tar- your t- start of your turn, you may discard a tactics token to summon one friendly non-commander gibbering horde squad that was killed on the previous turn. Squad is, plummet- is summoned in your deployment zone in base contact with any table edge with no assets. It may immediately move up to twice its speed. Uh, you may summon any number of killed squads in this way. What this means is you have a horde army, but you don't have to have a horde of mount of models. You just have to have units that come back. And that's something you get in abundance in the starter box. Uh, the allegiance box is going to contain a storm siren. Uh, it's going to contain two units of striped skulkers. And it's going to contain a unit of carquineal. And I'm sure I'm pronouncing that horribly. Uh, but those are three units that you get right away along with a commander, and that's going to consist of 25 points. Uh, or one commander's command value, wor- command script value worth of models. So when you enter the Kickstarter, that's uh, what you get base for an allegiance box. Uh, if you get to the correct level, then you're going to go ahead and also get a unit of armored whelks. And you're going to get uh, one of the titans that they have, which is an alpha crawler. So the alpha crawler, when fully loaded up, is going to be 10 points. Uh, you're also going to get the second commander, which is the frenzy, uh, as part of your Kickstarter bundle. So 
He has 25 command value. If you take the Alpha Crawler fully kitted out, that's another 10 points uh, worth of worth of stuff. So you've got 15 remaining. The Armored Welks are 7, bringing you down to 8. Uh, the Frenzy are going to take 2 assets, which are going to bring you up to a total of 6 remaining points. And so from here... If you just wanted to go with what you got in the starter box, or what you get in the Kickstarter uh, for the, I think it's $150 pledge level, uh, you're already getting almost a full two commander force. So for 40 more bucks, you can throw on a unit of Eurazi, which are amazing. They are basically a super fast cav unit that attacks stronger as it dives in. And you've got a you've got a fifty point list, a two commander list that's fully capable of taking on most units in the game. So let's talk about the synergy that this box provides. So this box is going to really accentuate the use of endless number, and it's going to use a delay and overwhelm strategy. All right. So what I mean by that is your stripe skulkers have a special rule called these things are everywhere. So when they come in from endless number, they can come in anywhere on the table that's not in the opponent's deployment zone. Uh, it doesn't get to move after doing so from the uh, from the endless special rule, but it gets to be anywhere. So you can drop them on objectives, you can drop them right into units, and can really kind of fuel your line of battle. And because of that... You can take advantage of one of your other special rules from your allegiance card, which is Survival of the Fittest. And this is when a friendly Jimmering Hordes unit activates, it may devour, kill a friendly fire team within three inches, which may include one of its own. If it does so, the activating unit may flip to glory. So you can make your troops better, and you can also reduce the size of your units. And the reason you want to do that is because you want to get... Fresh units onto the table as rapidly as possible with endless number. And in order for that to happen, you need those squads completely gone. Uh, because it, it's the full squad that comes back on. It's not just fire teams. It's the, it's the whole squad that's going to come back on. So in this list, we're really going to try and accentuate that. So almost early on, uh, you could <laughs> utilize a full unit of your striped skulkers as simply Activate them, get them within eight inches of each other, but get them within three inches of three different units that you want to have glory. And then when those units activate, they can eat the fire teams that are there, go to glory, and then on the following turn, you're going to have striped skulkers that are right in the action, bottling up the enemy, uh, helping to absorb shots, uh, getting melee pressure nearly immediately. Uh, for really no real cost in resources. So it's kind of a neat trick that you don't see right away for a lot of people. Uh, the Karakina are a little bit more of a hard-hitting unit. They're going to utilize your reinforcement tokens. Uh, they even have a special rule on their Scything Claws uh, that on a crow, they have a crow trigger, that the unit gains a reinforcement token, and they have Hunger. Uh, what Hunger is, is this unit gains plus one acting value to their actions for each reinforcement token on the unit to a maximum of three. Additionally, on their Scything Claws, their base strength three or their strength four if the unit has a single reinforcement token on it. So these guys get 
uh, stronger with more reinforcement on them. And they can get reinforcement either by their trigger or utilizing uh, the special order, which is focus, uh, a, a focus action. Or focused efforts. Uh, and which lets a, a unit gain a token. Uh, and that token can be, in this case for the Kirikino, a, a reinforcement token is usually what you want to do because it makes them a stronger unit overall. Uh, and remember, because it's raising the acting value of their actions, uh, it raises the, uh, the value on their scything claws and their spawning ability. So really kind of a key bit to understand. All right, so the Armored Welks. The Armored Welks are independent, which means they don't have to maintain coherency of 8 inches like most things do. They can spread out amongst your force. And they have a special rule called Mobile Shield. So if friendly units have at least one fire team within 3 inches of an Armored Welk, that unit cannot gain pin tokens. So what pin tokens do is pin tokens remove... Uh, reinforcement token. If you have a reinforcement token on you and you gain a pin token, you lose one reinforcement token for every pin token that you get. Uh, this prevents them from taking the pin tokens, thus saving their reinforcement. Very key with a unit like Karakinu, who utilize reinforcement token to power up their abilities. They're no slouches in combat. They are a melee. They have a, a class. St- uh, they have an acting value of six versus defense, and a strength of four. Uh, and on a ram trigger, they have the ability to take the action again. So they can really power through some of the heavier armored units uh, that they may come in contact with while they're blazing up the field to uh, help prevent your forces from taking uh, pin tokens. And then the Urazi. The Urazi, again, are part of your strategy of Zoom in. They have a 10-inch speed, uh, which means on a rush order, they get to advance 20 inches. They have a 2-inch reach, so they can make an attack up to 22 inches away on a rush order. And on a rush order, they go from strength 2 to strength 4. So they're really hard-hitting uh, as they come in. Additionally, they have swift retreat. So after resolving an action that resulted in the destruction of one of this unit's fire teams, any remaining fire team's uh, may move up to their speed. And because it's a movement outside of an order, uh, it doesn't trigger a disengaging strike. So these guys can run in, jam, take a hit, and then unjam to clear space for you, uh, or go j- or jam another unit that may not have shot yet. Uh, so they're really a great harassment unit. And again, they can also be brought back through endless number. So again, we're really utilizing all of the special rules that this particular army offers immediately at a very uh, nice price point. All right, so the Titan. Uh, The Titan is the Alpha Crawler. He is going to be our heavy hitter this list. Uh, So we're going to look at his assets, and the assets that we're going to take for this play style that I think is going to be best for him is we're going to take over-eager on his legs. Uh, In the leg slot, what this does is the unit's going to get a... When it receives a rush order, it's going to get plus two speed, and plus two acting value for the duration of its activation. So it's really going to become beastly uh, in combat, because we're upping from a base six on its attack stat on a rush to a, a base eight. So that's really strong on the averages within this game. Um, next up, we're going to go ahead and add 
to his body slot. Uh, my personal favorite, which is Rolling Innards. Uh, Rolling Innards is a strength six uh, projectile attack. Uh, it's versus defense. It's a strength two. And if the target is in glory, if it's hit by this weapon, it will flip out of glory. So it becomes easier to hit. It's going to reduce those armor values in certain cases. And on a mass trigger, it's going to have them discard all reinforcement tokens so that the damage you're putting on them is damage that is theoretically staying on them. All right, and then finally in the body slot, uh, the one that I like the best here is actually multi-limbed. Uh, multi-limbed gives another attack. Uh, again, a 6. It's going to become an 8 on the charge. Uh, another strength 3. And it's going to let you take a another hit. And then on a mask, if you have a reinforcement token, you can uh, discard a reinforcement token to take the action again. So with that, you have one versatile action with multi-limbed. Uh, you know, uh, let's say we have a reinforcement token and a trigger. That's two actions. Uh, we have a versatile action from the projectile vomit. So that's three actions. And then we have his base weapon, uh, which is the gruesome maw. And that, again, is going to have uh, an attack. So that's going to give us four attacks on the on the charge with a reinforcement token. So really a strong strong set of abilities uh, on the alpha. He's he's going to do some serious damage, wreck uh, serious face, and your units are really there to kind of jam, soften targets up for him to come in, finish them off, and then the units themselves help keep him clean so that you're not uh, in too much danger around him. So the two commanders that you're going to be utilizing in the list are the Storm Siren. Uh, Storm Siren is really a strong uh, character. She's going to provide you another Tide Pool. Uh, when she goes to glory, that Tide Pool is going to become hazardous terrain, uh, which means that her Siren's Call is really going to start to become nasty because she's going to be able to move the opponent's troops around into the hazardous tide pools on her glory and really start doing some damage that they don't have a, a lot of chance to to get around. You really you really can start punishing the enemy uh, with Storm Siren once she gets going on the glory side. Again, she's a good uh, good turn one uh, glory target with Survival of the Fittest. Uh, the Frenzy, additionally, uh, they are a unit of sharks that output a ton of attacks. Uh, they help move the army forward. And they really uh, take advantage of some of their upgrades. Uh, the most important upgrade for them is the Shark Tooth Necklace. Uh, it makes them immune to area damage, and because they are a unit uh, commander, it's very important that they avoid area damage because they could have everybody wiped out from one hit if you don't have Shark Tooth Necklace on. Uh, so it's probably your most important upgrade currently for them. 
Um, additionally, they have gang up, so fire teams in this unit can flip two cards on their actions, choosing one if there is another fire team from this unit within three inches. So they gain some efficiency from being bunched up, and then they don't lose anything uh, because they are avoiding the area damage. And then I also like on them a swarm of bottom feeders uh, or kill trophies. You can you can pick which one. Uh, the swarm of bottom feeders gives the fire team uh, when this when a fire team in this unit kills an enemy fire team, you get to draw a card. Uh, if that fire team is a, tartan, a, t- a titan, you draw an additional card. So they're a unit that's going to be killing things. So it's probably good to have uh, some card draw on them from swarm of bottom feeders. For storm siren, I like tidal scepter. Uh, it increases your deployment zone. Uh, it also lets a fire team start its activation, or also lets uh, the commander, when they're utilizing it, let's say it's on, in this case, Storm Siren, when any fire team from this unit starts its activation in base contact with, with the tidal pool, uh, it may place in base contact with any other tidal pool. So it can really up her movement. Uh, and get her in and out of situations if you've placed your tidal pools in appropriate spots. So definitely something to uh, to think about and consider. Uh, and then for her, I also love her Conktorn. Uh, Conktorn, a little expensive. It's the same price as tidal pool, which is two uh, two script. Uh, it's going to give uh, a special ability whispers from uh, uh, Merdalun. Uh, fire teams in this unit may discard tactics tokens to reduce damage against them by one per tactics token discarded. And the main ability from the depths, when a friendly squad is summoned as a result of endless number ability on the allegiance, you may discard an additional tactics token to summon it in base contact with the tidal pool instead of its deployment zone. And note, when you utilize this ability, you're still able to make a double movement with that squad. Uh, you won't be able to do it for the Stripe Skulkers, but you will be able to do it for your other units, like your Armored Welks, uh, your Eurazi, your Karkinu. So that is kind of a quick rundown of a baseline list that you can build very easily uh, if you've backed the Kickstarter and you're taking Gibbering Hordes. So what if you want to do something a little different? Um, one of the builds that I have kind of worked out personally for the Gibbering Hordes is one of my favorite lists, and I call this list uh, Go Go Godzilla. And you don't have to do it, but it is a list that you can definitely build. You can definitely get everything on the Kickstarter as well uh, through the backer kit. Uh, or you can get it in your local store when it uh, releases for regular retail. And again, that is part of the plan with this game, is it's going to be a regular retail release as well. Uh, you can get ahead of the game by getting in on the backer kit if you weren't able to get in on the Kickstarter. So this list is going to consist of the Frenzy as one of your commanders, and it's going to consist of Horamatanji. Uh, Horamatanji is a dual commander. He can work for either uh, the Gibbering Horde, or the Cult of the Burning Man. Uh, he is basically a giant monster that likes to destroy cities. Uh, he comes stock standard with Cloud of Steam. Uh, so if an enemy fire team attempts to attack him and they end their activation within three inches of him, 
they're going to suffer a strength to hit that just can't be cheated. So if they don't kill him, he's and they're within three inches of him, he's going to have a little bit of revenge in the opponent's own turn. That's pretty strong. Uh, additionally, he's got superheated claws, three-inch range, six acting value, strength four, piercing attack. Uh, target discards any assets that were flipped during this action. So he is a titan killer. Uh, and a commander killer with that ability. Because if they have to prevent damage, normally it would go to a damage side. His ability says, you flip it, it's gone. Uh, additionally, he has a range attack called Scalding Spurt. Active value 5 versus defense range 12. Strength 3, area damage. Area damage is amazing, kids. Uh, what If you don't know what area damage does is when a model is hit, uh, if the weapon type has area on it, Models within three, or fire teams within three inches of it, you're gonna flip a single card. If their armor is equal or less than the card that you flipped, they're gonna take a wound. They're gonna take damage. They're gonna remove a model. And it can be utterly brutal, uh, if you have somebody bunched up. And area damage will just punish you for bunching up. As it should, it's area damage. And then his big Kamehameha Commander ability, uh, Bellow of Command. Uh, it's a 6 with a, uh, a necessary value of 12. Uh, so target value of 12. So he just needs a 6 to get it off. 18 inches. Target gains two tokens of your choice. They may be different. Now, something fun about Bellow of Command... Bellow of Command you can use on your own units or an opponent unit. You just have to target something. And that target is going to gain two tokens of your choice. So on an opponent's unit, you could dump two Shaken tokens or a Shaken and a Pin token. Or on your own unit, you could dump two Reinforcement tokens or two Focused or two uh, Inspired tokens. Or an Inspired and a Reinforcement token. Or if you're playing Cult, you could dump two Shaken tokens. They have something flip instantly. It's really strong, guys, and that's why his purchasing power is 22 instead of the standard 25. Because you're really paying for that extra ability. Okay, so how are we going to kit our two commanders out uh, in this particular list? Okay, for the commander assets on our good friends, the... Frenzy. The Frenzy is going to get Shark Tooth Necklace, and we're also going to give them Swarm of Bottom Feeders. So that's going to take them from 25 uh, script down to 23, because we spent two, uh, one for each of those assets on them. And then for Hormatanji, he is going to take Tidecaller, his special uh, Gibbering Hordes one, gives him a versatile action called Incoming. Uh, incoming Tide is a strength 6 versus speed pulse. All enemies are moved 3 inches directly toward this fire team. Uh, and then on a mask, he gets Tidal Wave, which increases that move by 2. Or he can have... Uh, or he can do Tidal Wave with this, which is, uh, again, a 6 versus speed pulse 3. All enemy fire teams suffer a strength 3 hit and gain a shaken token. So... He can really throw out the hurt here, guys, for a single script. 
And then for his second upgrade, we're going to put on kill trophies. And the ability is called Alpha Predator. Enemy commander units that have it have their last fire team killed by a fire team in this unit are worth one victory point in addition to any other benefits gained by killing the unit. Um, so he... So if he goes after what we want him to go after, which is other commanders, uh, he's going to gain an additional victory point, including anything else uh, that's gained from killing that unit. So normally, your normal operations, are it's going to be worth two to kill an enemy commander. If he's the one killing them, they're going to be worth three. So it's a very strong ability to to have on a commander that's designed to go and kill uh, the opponent. All right, so what are we bringing with this mess? Well, it's called Go, Go, Godzilla. So we are going to take two alpha crawlers. And we're going to build up our alpha crawlers in this instance. Both of them are going to take over eager. Both of them are going to take... Uh, ridden by crawlers, and both of them are going to take multi-limbed. And the reason for this is Harmatanji allows us to guarantee that we're getting Make sure that we're getting uh, good value out of him because he's getting reinforced. Because we can guarantee the reinforcement tokens with Hormatanji on our units. And that's why we're utilizing Ridden by Crawlers, which has a special ability trigger on the Throne Spear ability, which is Black in the Skies. Immediately gain plus one strength for each reinforcement token on the unit. And then again, Multi Limbed allows us to, on a mass trigger, uh, discard a reinforcement token to go ahead and take the action again. So we're going to have the reinforcement tokens on the units, uh, which is really going to up their efficiency. They also just base have a ridden by crawlers special rule, uh, which says fire teams in this unit may discard a reinforcement token uh, to reduce damage by one per token discarded. So if you've got little piddly damage coming in, they can discard a reinforcement token, not have to flip their asset. Really makes it powerful. So, to recap, we have the Frenzy with 25 points of spend, Harmatanji with 22 points of spend uh, for a total of 47. We're going to spend 4 points between the two of them on upgrades, bringing us to 43. We're going to kit out two Alpha Crawlers. Uh, so with the three upgrades on each of them, it's going to be a total of 10 points per unit, so 20 total. So we have 23 points remaining to spend. All right, so how are we going to finish the list off? Um, first things first, we're going to take two units of Eurazi. They are going to be our Alpha Protection Squad. They're going to fly in rapidly to the opponent. Uh, they're going to get engaged. Uh, 
They're going to rush order. We're going to charge them. Those units come in at six points apiece, uh, so that's 12 points off of our 23, bringing us down to 11. So we have 11 remaining points for the rest of the list. So for that 11 points, I'm going to recommend taking two units of barbed crawlers. They come in at four points apiece, which is going to take us to eight, which is going to leave us with three points. And for three points, you've got a couple of different options you can do. Uh, you can either kit both of the barbed crawlers out with a morphling. Uh, it ups the wound count of the unit. Uh, gives them an ex gives one of the fire teams in the unit uh, an extra attack action, uh, which can be pretty strong. Uh, or you can take uh, one of those and an egg clutch. Or you can get a little spicy and you can take a devouring eel for three points. Uh, the devouring eel is a pretty strong little solo fire team. Uh, gives you constrict, strength three, it's piercing. Uh, the unit has a reinforcement token at the start of the upkeep phase, and he can discard that to make any damage he receives zero. So even if he takes, like, theoretically four damage, you can discard a single reinforcement token, which your Parmatanji can just give out for free, and he's going to get one for free, uh, making this guy pretty difficult to kill. Uh, he has piercing, he's got a good strength on his weapon, uh, and if it kills one or more models, uh, the unit, he immediately gains a reinforcement token. So, quite dangerous. And then on a ram, if the attack action deals damage, it deals one damage to the same target. So, it can be a good finisher, a good planker. Uh, he can go out, he can hit far above his weight in terms of point cost. And he's returnable with, uh, endless number. I'm sorry, he's not returnable with endless number. Uh, but your Eurazi are, and so are your barbed crawlers, which have a 14-inch strength 2 uh, attack that gives out pinning tokens. So the base concept here is you're going to use one of your squads of barb tokens to get most of your titans and Hormatanji gloried immediately. They'll recome in turn 2. Uh, and help support uh, the back line. The Urazi are going to fly forward, be utterly annoying, and help keep your your two alphas and Hormatanji as clean as possible. Hormatanji, turn one, you can have him move up slightly, use his commander special ability to bellow command, and then use his action from the normal advance order to have him bellow command onto the other alpha giving both um, either two reinforcement tokens or a reinforcement token and a focus token to kind of get them ready to go uh, into the game. So that's a couple recommended lists for the Gibbering Horde, uh, one of my favorite armies, but they're not my favorite favorite. 
So I want to talk about my favorite favorite now. Uh, so I'm going to gush a few minutes about Abyssinia. So Abyssinia are my personal favorite aesthetic, uh, fluff, everything for this game. They're one of the reasons I've been in love with it for a very long time. So I want to give you some lists and, and list recommendations for those just starting out in Abyssinia. So your box set is going to consist of Prince Unathi, who is no slouch. He gives out reinforcement tokens. He can have uh, a unit take a prototype action and then draw a card because you've taken a prototype action. Uh, he's got a rocket, uh, and he has a giant minefield that he can take around with him, which is pretty cool. Uh, and with his rocket, if he gets a margin of four, he can make um, some concealing hazardous terrain that can help kind of block enemy movement, uh, give the army itself cover. Uh, he's going to get two units in that box set of Mahal Safari. Uh, they're Imperial bodyguards, uh, so they they actually love uh, when units use the uh, commander or champion special rule on them to go ahead and, and save wounds from them. They automatically gain a reinforcement token when they when that occurs. Um, they hit very hard in melee. They are strength four base, uh, and they have uh, an acting value of six versus defense. And then they have machine guns. They got fourteen inch range, strength three. Uh, and then on a mass, they get a very cool special ability. Uh, they can move a friendly champion with 12 of the fire team up to 6. And if they do that, they gain a tactics token. So they provide the commanders with a lot of mobility, uh, a lot of protection, and they can help with your tactics token generation. So really strong unit. Again, there's a reason you're paying 9 points for these guys. Uh, and you get two units of those in the starters, and then you get a unit of Crow Runners. Uh, Crow Runners get a very cool ability at the start of their turn. At the start of the turn, friend, uh, fire teams in the unit get to move up to their speed. So they're going to make a six-inch movement at the start of every turn. And again, because it's a movement outside of an order, uh, it's going to ignore things like engagement. So no disengaging strikes, those type of things. Really cool. They, again, come with a knife, strength two, passes out t uh, shaken tokens, which are incredibly powerful. Uh, and they have a shotgun, uh, range 12, AV5, uh, strength 2, uh, and then on a margin of 4, they're going to get a pin token. So that's what you're getting in your allegiance box. Uh, it really shows the flavor of kind of a high-tech elite army. Uh, where <coughs> for with Jibbering Hordes, we had the endless number mechanic here, we kind of show the, the science mechanic behind these guys. So they're going to get advanced prototypes. So during scouting, you're going to gain two prototypes per friendly commander. Uh, you can attach these assets to any Abyssinia unit in the company, and they ignore the asset limit. So you can actually upgrade your baseline troopers um, for free with these prototype assets. And that gives them things like extra attacks uh, or bonus defensive abilities. Really quite neat things. Uh, additionally, kind of show you the elite nature of the army. They are soulstone powered, and that means when a friendly Abyssinian unit is killed, uh, you get to draw a card. So if you lose models, instead of being able to bring them back, uh, you get, if an entire unit is wiped out, you get to draw a card. 
So it's a little bit of solace to you. Not great. And because your stuff is more expensive, you're going to be out-activated. And Toss has some great mitigation built right into the system. Uh, one is the pass feature, and two in the long game, uh, or two on the Abyssinian card is the long game. And this means the activation phase cannot end while the company still has units left to activate, even if both players have passed. So just because you're fighting outnumbered doesn't mean they can, people can end the turn on you when you try and delay an activation. Your special rule says, no, I get to make sure I activate everything before the turn can end. Um, so really is a, a strong rule, and, and I think people are going to be able to take some great advantage of that once they really understand what that means uh, for Abyssinia and for the game. And they are all driven by Jesus, are driven by genius, so all Abyssinian units in this company gain the following triggers on all actions. Uh, on a tome, they get radio and enemy movement, so they get to draw cards, so make sure you're remembering when you're doing your abilities. If a tome comes up on your, on your acting value, uh, you get to draw a card. And then on a margin of six, uh, the units get to flip to glory. So, instead of eating, uh, eating the, even the people around them, uh, it's if the margin is high enough, they have these eureka moments and they flip to glory, uh, which really helps the units get stronger. So, again, I'm going to do the same format as I did the last uh, set. So, we're going to say, okay, we get the base set. All right, what comes, what's our free unit? Our free unit uh, with the Kickstarter is the Basso Cavalry. Uh, Basso Cav are incredibly cheap. They are fuller soul stones, uh, which in an elite army to have a inexpensive, high-mobility cav unit is pretty cool. Uh, they have a range 15 attack versus willpower, which uh, shoots out a tactics token uh, on a margin value of 3. Uh, we get to give out an additional pin token. Really good. And then they're light cavalry, so after the fire team in this unit resolves an action, it may move up to 5 inches in a direction. And, we're, of course, we're going to get our stock standard dreadnought uh, which is our Titan uh, at the Kickstarter level uh, that provides you with that, which again will be on backer, which is on backer kit. Uh, and so we have a Dreadnought. So how do we build out uh, from there? Well, I've got a I've got a couple of lists that I really like. Um, this one I think shows off the best of what you can do with the box set and what comes with it in your in your Kickstarter. So one of the things you're getting in the Kickstarter is you're getting some adjunct models. And adjuncts are really cool. We kind of went over lost over them a little bit on the gibbering hordes. But in Abyssinia I really wanted to take some time on the Abyssinia engineer. Uh, he is a one stone upgrade to unit. Uh, he will replace a model in the unit. He has an epic death scene, so when this unit adjunct model is removed due to damage, it counts as removing two models. Uh, so what this means is it effectively makes a three-person fire team have four wounds. So remove him carefully. Uh, additionally, he's got a prototype shield generator. Uh, so when that unit act ends its activation, it's going to draw a card. So for one one point, if you keep the unit alive and it activates every turn, you're drawing a card. That's huge in this game. I mean, that's a whole... T and that's a whole... 
data point that you're getting every single turn. And he's got adjuncts, so once per activation, the fire fire team containing this unit uh, may take an additional act, action listed on the asset in addition to any other action it can take. So, experimental rifle. Rain, or active value 6 versus defense, range 18, strength 3, piercing, and it ignores cover. And cover is so plentiful in toss, uh, and it reduces the AVs by 2, so he really gives you quite a strong uh, little advantage, just for a point. So in the list that we're going to construct, we're going to take our Allegiance box set, and we're going to take a Lord of Steel. Uh, he's the second commander that you're going to get uh, for the faction. Um, again, if you've utilized the Kickstarter and the backer kit, uh, and you're at the appropriate level, uh, he will be one of your free models. Uh, the Lord of Steel is amazing. Um, 25 points, he's kind of a super solo. Uh, he can move around the board rapidly, and he stabs things to death. Uh, he's lovely. Both of these guys have 25 stone, or 25 script worth of purchasing power, and we're gonna kit them out as such in this list. We are gonna give, uh, Prince Unathi a handheld recording device. Uh, and what this states is when a, when this unit activates, you get to draw the top card of your discard pile into your control hand. So, let's say we've just cheated in a big, Num- a big, uh, big strong card. We can get that card right back into our hand if we activate him next. Uh, his for Prince Unathi, we're also going to take his mind control device. Uh, he gets during scouting to create a 120 millimeter hazardous to low minefield terrain, which he gets to place anywhere on the table that is not in an opponent's deployment zone. Additionally, he's going to gain a versatile action. So actually, he can take every turn in addition to his other actions. Uh, he gets radio control. It's a acting value of six versus a target number of eight. Twenty-eight range. There are no friendly fire teams in base contact, or no fire teams in base contact uh, with target friendly minefield terrain piece. You get to move it up to five inches in any direction, and then the minefield cannot be moved into base contact with any fire team. So he gets a big area control template that he then gets to move around the board uh, and help. Seal off a flank, seal off an objective. Help make the enemy's lives pretty, pretty stinky. And that's a total of two stones and upgrade, or two script and upgrades for our, uh, our hero Prince Anathi. And then for the Lord of Steel, we're gonna give him his unique, which is evasive maneuvers. Uh, after a penetrating flip is made against this fire team, it may discard a card. If it does so, the action strength is not added to the penetration flip. So, really, he kind of helps protect him quite a bit. And then he's going to take the Soul Stone Necklace. It's an oddly going Soul Stone. Uh, while a fire team in this unit is in a duel outside of its activation, it may flip two cards instead of one. It chooses one and discards the other. Uh, so, again, for a stone here, or for a script here, we're really uh, upping his survivability. And because he's a super solo, that's really what we want to do. So again, that's two script for him. So we did have 50 script to start. We've got two script use for each of our commanders, leaving us with 46. So with the Mahal Safari, we're going to take two units of Mahal Safari. They come with us in our box set, and we're going to put an adjunct engineer into each. 
Uh, so that is going to give a, move us from 9 points in each of those up to 10 points for each. Uh, so we're going to take 20 points out of our 46 remaining, uh, bringing us to 26. And we're going to take our unit of curl runners, bringing us down to 20 points remaining. So then we're going to take our Dreadnought, and we're going to mount the Dreadnought up with three mounted gunners. We're going to take our Dreadnought, and we're going to kit him out. Um, my personal favorite kit for him is to take two mounted gunners. You can take two because they're plentiful. Uh, you can actually take up to three. Uh, which gives them a versatile action each of a mounted Gatling gun. Uh, strength 6, range 15, strength 3, and the target gains a pin token. Making him a gun platform. And then I like to put on him the gramophone amplifier, and this gives them the Abyssinian Anthem. Uh, when a unit ends its activate, when this unit ends its activation, friendly squads with one or more fire teams within 4 inches, 4 inch pulse of this unit's, uh, unit's fire team gain a reinforcement token. So basically, he's going to help reinforce uh, your team pretty quickly and efficiently. Uh, it's quite nice. We are then going to take a unit of electrocutioners. Um, so that's going to bring us to... We've spent 26, we take the Titan, that brings us to a spend of 36, leaving us with 10 points remaining, and there we're going to take a unit of Electrocutioners. Uh, the Electrocutioners are utterly amazing. Uh, when they, they are Technophiles, so when fire teams in this unit uh, do not need to discard a card to use actions on prototype assets. Most of the attack actions on the prototypes require a card discard. Electrocutioners allow you to ignore that rule. Now, you're paying 10 script for them, but there's quite a few reasons you are. Uh, first and foremost, they have an acting value of 9 versus defense on their strength 2 claws. And for every margin of 3... Uh, you get plus one strength, and that can be declared multiple times. And then they have lightning rifles, uh, which are, tw are range 12, acting value 6 versus defense, strength 3 area weapons. Really a strong unit, um, capable in both melee and in just pure infantry clearing, and they're going to get that prototype asset rolling, and that's going to be a full 50-point list. Um, alternatively, you could do two Mahal Safari, do not uh, add the engineers, uh, a unit of Crow Runners. This is going to take that to 24 points to start. You're going to take the four points in upgrades between the two commanders, so 28 points, yeah, 28 points used, leaving you with 22 uh, points remaining. You can take the Titan, again, kitted out as we did before, the two mounted gunners, and the amplifying gramophone, or gramophone amplifier, uh, for a total of 10 points, leaving us with 12 
Then you can take a unit of mechanized infantry, along with a unit of batho cavalry. Uh, this is going to be a little more mobile uh, than the technophile. It's also going to give you a little more activation. Uh, it's going to give you one more activation drop. Uh, you're going to get uh, the second titan on the board with the uh, mechanized infantry, as the mechanized infantry come with a walker. Uh, that's kind of the cool thing about Abyssinian units. They have uh, the special rule combined arms, so they have some infantry mixed with these, like, micro-titans that up their efficiency, uh, reinforce as normal, uh, and you can bring the you can bring the machine back, which is pretty cool. Uh, so it's kind of a cool way to to build out your collection and and utilize it that way. Um, sort of the synergies in this list are with Prince Unathi. He's giving out reinforcement tokens along with your dreadnought and everything else in your list. In both of the list has uh, the ability to take those reinforcement tokens. Uh, and reinforce themselves. Uh, additionally, the Dreadnought can gain reinforcement tokens to reflip assets uh, that have been damaged previously. Uh, the commanders have that ability as well, so the ability for a commander to give out the reinforcement tokens is really strong, uh, which is again why one of the reasons Prince Unathi is on the list, and he's really going to be a workhorse. The Lord of Steel is going to be your super solo. He's going to be jumping around, um, punching things in the face, um, he can hang out with the cavalry. Uh, again, they're really an inexpensive unit that has deep reach. Uh, we're talking 11 inches base movement uh, on a rush order. They're 22. Their spears are another 2 inches, so they have 24-inch threat on a charge. Uh, they're going to go to strength. They're strength 2 base, and if both of the fire teams are in base contact... Uh, with the other fire team, then they're going to be up to strength three. Uh, so they're no slouches, and they have a, a range versus willpower that gives out pin tokens, and then on a margin it gives out an additional pin token. And then once they resolve an action, they get to move up to five inches in a direction, so they can help uh, prevent some uh, retaliation. So really a cool unit. Um, the mech infantry to go over them. Uh, each time a fire team in this unit takes a ranged action against other fire teams, other fire teams in this unit gain a plus one AV when taking a, an action against that fire team in the target unit, this activation. So it's basically if they all attack the same thing, uh, they get a bonus to their acting value. Um, again, range six machine guns, strength three. On a ram, they get a bonus to their strength. Uh, their walker is really cool. Uh, he gets versatile tactics any of number time, uh, as long as he's in the unit, any number of times for dual fire teams, uh, in this unit may reduce their margin value by two to add a suit of their choosing to the final dual total. And when he's killed, uh, he has recovered store stone, so after this fire team is killed by an opponent's action or ability, uh, you get to draw a card. He's got a melee attack, and he's got a 36-inch battle cannon. What can you, what more can you ask for? He's got a freaking battle cannon. And strength 3 piercing. He has the bombardment uh, special rule built in. 
uh, trigger, uh, target discards a token of your choice, and then on a double mask, he gets Relentless Assault, uh, where you can take this action again. And, and again, Versatile Tactics is how he's going to get that double mask. So the unit can pour out a lot of firepower. There are eight uh, Soul Stones for the unit. They can reinforce. They can bring back the Titan uh, from the reinforcement. And then on their glory side, they just get utterly nasty. Uh, which is on the on the glorious side they get salvaged parts. Uh, so if the unit's combined arm fire team is killed, it may discard a card to gain a reinforcement token. So you can reinforce out of activation, which is just key for this unit. Uh, and again, that's on the glory side. And they get an additional trigger on their machine guns, which is rapid fire to take the action again. When the walker is gloried. Uh, and he'll glory when the unit glories. He goes up to armor 11. Uh, he gets defensive protocol, so friendly fire teams within 3 may treat their armor value as 10 when suffering hits from enemy action. So he really ups the survivability of the unit once everybody has gloried. Um, and his acting value goes up by 1 on both his melee attack and his uh, his battle shot. When in glory. So, if you want to get a little bit outside the box, if you don't want to go with the the box set editions and and the suggestions I've made, I do have a, a list that I I really like, and this one is uh, one that I call Go Teen Titans, and this list is going to consist of Prince Unathi with Casa. Oki. Uh, and the prince is going to be built out with a handheld recording device and his mind control device. And then Kasa is going to take her power output sensors and we're going to give her a deflector shield. And the deflector shield, because I haven't described it before, uh, if this asset is flipped, you reduce the damage from the enemy action. The enemy suffers, or the enemy fire team that took the action suffers a strength 5 hit at the end of their current activation. So it kind of gives a retaliatory strike. And then Casa's unique is interesting reading. Once per activation, when this unit discards a tactics token to flip another card, you may draw a card not used in the conflict instead of discarding it. And then, odd results. When this unit activates, you may discard a card. Uh, if you do so, you get to draw a card. So she kind of helps with some hand fixing, which is pretty cool. And again, that's one soul stone uh, for each of the upgrades, or each of the assets. They're both taking two assets, so uh, they both have 25 script. Each of the assets cost one. They're both taking two. Bring us to 46 script to spend. So what are we going to spend it on? Well, we're going to take two units of mechanized infantry. We're going to take a unit of steel legion. And steel legion are your hyper elite troops. They are the most expensive unit currently in the game. 
Uh, they're 12 script. They are base armor 9. Their cutter is base armor 11. Uh, the squads are equipped with buzzsaws. Active value 7. Average de- defense, range 2. Strength 5, piercing. Target gains a shaken token. So they have one of the hardest-hitting base melee weapons in the game. Additionally, they have machine guns. They're really good with their machine guns. They are acting value 7 base. Uh, again, versus defense, 14, strength 3. They have rapid fire. Uh, so on a margin of 3, they can take this action again. And they have shock troop on a margin of 3. Uh, one friendly tire- fire team engaged with the target uh, may take a melee attack against the enemy target. So... These guys kind of want to be engaged with the opponent, and the cutter really accentuates this, because it's one of the fire teams in the unit. Uh, it's the Titan that comes with them. It has battle engine. After another fire team, this unit is killed uh, by an action. Uh, this fire team may move up to its speed and take an action after resolving the current action. So if somebody kills your buddy, he can run up and buzzsaw. Uh He's got an action called Buzzsaws for Days. Acting value 8 versus defense, range 2, strength 5, piercing. Target gains a shaken token. He's got a ram built in, and not a ram. Uh, you, t- you may take this action again. It may not declare triggers. So if he comes into something, he's got Buzzsaws for, buzzsaws for Days. He's going he's gonna to hit you twice uh, if you're still alive. And then Whirling Death uh, is on a mask. If this target, if the action kills the target... Move this fire team up to three inches. Uh, if it is this fire team's activation, take this action again. So when they glory, they uh, they automatically get shot troops. That just becomes one of their abilities, not a trigger. Uh, so when a fire team this unit makes a successful range attack and against an engaged enemy fire team, uh, one friendly fire team engaged with the target. Uh, may take a melee action against uh, the enemy fire team. They have perk coordination, uh, so this unit does not need to discard a card to shoot into engagement and its own fire team if its own fire teams are involved. Uh, again, they have their buzz saws. They'll gain brutal dismemberment, uh, which means on a crow, all enemy units with a fire team within three inch pulse of this fire team gain a shaken token. So they're watching their friends being destroyed, and they're getting shaken by it. So really cool thematic rule, uh, really strong ability on their glory side. And then they gain a tactical action called Calibrate Battle Engine. Uh, it's a base 6 versus uh, a target number of 11. You draw two cards and reveal them to the opponent. For every ram, this unit's combined fire team gains plus 1 strength until the end of this activation. So this means you can have one of your fire teams do this action. If you get a single crow, your machine guns go to strength 4. Your buzz saws go to strength 6. Base. That's, that's pretty good. It's, that's good. Uh, and then when the cutter goes into glory mode and it'll glory at the same time that the squad does uh, it goes to armor it goes from armor 11 to armor 12 
it gets charged soul stone. So after fire after this fire team kills one or more enemy models, you draw a card. Uh, Buzzsaws for days goes to acting value nine, retains both of its triggers, and then its fling buzzsaw, uh, where it throws its buzzsaw, is an acting value eight versus defense, range ten, strength three. If the target is in glory, it flips. So if you think you've had a bad day, the the cutter's a worse day. So we have forty six points to spend. We spend 16 on the two mechanized infantry, bringing us down to 30. We spend 12 on the Legion, leaving us with 18 points unaccounted for. So what are we going to put in that 18 points? Well, you've got some options. My personal favorite option is to go with a unit of electrocutioners. Again, for the again for the technophile. Or I'm sorry, not a. That's the alternate list. the The main list that I like is to throw a dreadnought in there. And you're going to put a Dreadnought in there. You're going to put the Gramophone plus two mounted gunners for the reinforcement tokens on our expensive lists. Leaving us with eight remaining points. So what are we going to do with the eight remaining points? Well, we have uh, some options. One could go a double batho cav. My actual preferred build is to take a unit of crow runners for six points, and with the two remaining points, uh, you take a rail gunner. And the rail gunner is a nice little solo. Uh, two points, 30-inch gun, strength three piercing, uh, plus three margin, uh, gains plus one strength, and can be declared multiple times. If they don't have something in range, they have a, ta- they have a morale action to go ahead on a six versus a ten to just draw a card. So they provide some value, just base. Uh, if you don't want to bring in the rail gunner, uh, throw an Abyssinian engineer on each of the uh, mech infantry and, and not be sad about it at all, because uh, it's a very strong way to go. Uh, alternatively, if you don't want to run the Dread, uh, and I do recommend running the Dread, again, this is called Team, uh, team Titan Go, Because uh, that brings the Titan count in the list to four, and Casa provides some amazing synergy with Titans. Uh, she has an ability called Divert Power. Target-friendly Titan performs an action of this fire team's choice. So that means the Dreadnought. That also means the uh, the Titans in the combined arms units because they are a fire team and they are also a Titan. So. She benefit. She helps benefit them. Uh, additionally, she has spare parts. So when a friendly Titan within twelve flips or discards one or more of its assets, she gets to draw a card. Uh, so she's adding to our card draw. When she glories, uh, when a friendly Titan is killed, she gets a backup plan. So when a friendly Titan is killed, again, your squad level Titans 
are titans. And then when they are killed, you get to choose and draw a stratagem of unmodified cost three or less. So if you put in your deck, your stratagem deck, most of your low-cost stratagems, which I recommend in this list, you're getting them for free when your opponent inevitably kills your completely replaceable squad-level titan. It's quite fun and quite amazing. Uh, additionally, her divert power, again, gives the, the friendly titan uh, the ability to perform an action of your choice. And on a crow, they're going to gain an inspired token, which if you do it to the titans in the units, that unit has gained an inspired token. So your normal guys can utilize it too. It's quite fun. And then she gains emergency repair, so if she's near your actual Titan, uh, your Dreadnought, she can discard a card, target, uh, target Titan, uh, flips an asset of your choice, and then on a five, margin of five or better, uh, she can flip an additional asset on the target, so really repair your Dreadnought. So she provides a ton of utility, uh, within the list with the four Dreads that we are running. Uh, or the one Dreadnought, the three additional Titans, the two Walkers, and one Cutter, uh, because we're running two squads of Mech Infantry, one squad of Steel Legion. Um, again, Prince Unafi is laying down the cover with his my, with his rockets. Uh, he's letting us utilize the prototype assets with his field test. And what he's really there for is the call reinforcement to make sure that we have reinforcement tokens on our units with the Titans to make sure that we have the ability to bring those guys back rapidly. And we're really running a fairly hefty uh, armor blend in this list. Uh, to kind of go through it, Kasa is armor 8. Prince Unafi is armor 7. The Crow Runners are going to be Armor 6. The Railgunner is Armor 7. The Steel Legion is Armor 9. The Cutter is Armor 11. The two units of Mech Infantry are Armor 8. Their two Walkers are Armor 10. So, if your opponent is bringing straight three weapons, it's going to be a slog to cut through most of this list. in a lot of ways. So definitely a list that you should be excited for. Uh, I know I am very excited for it as well. So now that we've talked about Abyssinia, let's talk a bit about the Cult of the Burning Man. Cult play very differently to most other allegiances. They actually want shaken tokens on them because that's how they glory. Uh, chaotic power any time, uh, not during the action, a friendly cult of the Burning Man unit has two or more shaken tokens on them, they may flip to glory. So they like being crazy. Additionally, they have uh, mastered dimensional instability. Uh, so during scouting, they get to put down three portal markers onto the board within eight uh, not within your deployment zone, and not within eight of uh, any other markers. Uh, this includes markers for uh, the game uh, that have been placed down, and this is during the scouting phase. 
uh, when a friendly unit comes into base contact with uh, one of the portal markers, or they start in base contact with it, uh, you may place that unit in base contact with any other friendly portal marker. Uh, fire teams moved in this way may not use any remaining movement that was granted by an order and cannot use the dimensional instability rule again during this activation. So you really have a ton of mobility in this list. So what comes in the box set? Box set is Adeptus, Adiaptos, uh, he shatters reality during the scouting phase. He gains an additional portal marker. Uh, he has an arcane barrage. And his tactical action is he gets to place a friendly non-Titan unit in line of sight into base contact with this fire team. It gains a shaken token, so he helps build the engine. He gets 25 points worth of script to build stuff with. It's quite awesome. And then your second commander that comes with you uh, comes in your bundle. Uh, if you're doing the backer kit at the appropriate level, you get Fenton Brahms. And Fenton Brahms has a base ability called Whisper Madness. So when he activates, he gets to discard a card. And if he does, a target fire team within 8 inches gains a shaken token. Remember, this is any target fire team, opponent, your own. Uh, he has a melee attack that is range 2, active value 6, strength 4. Uh, it's a strangely growing, glowing staff. It's a stick with power. And then he has Kill Them, Kill Them All. It's a special tactical action. Target-friendly fire team uh, that's part of a squad may take a melee or magic attack action. Targeting an enemy fire team, if that action is successful, the action's target gains a shaken token. And that is a... Acting value 7 versus... TN of 12, uh, range 16 ability. Again, 25 scripts. Uh, the things that come in the actual box, the Allegiance box, uh, again, Adiaptos, uh, two units of the Warped, really strong combat-centric unit, and a unit of stalking portals. So, stocking portals, let's let's talk about them for a minute. They are essentially another portal. Uh, they have sentient portals, so fire teams in this unit count as portals, markers for the purposes of friendly activations, abilities, and triggers, including allegiance and envoy cards. And they have a base attack. Uh, the warped have a special ability called Arcane Shield. Uh, if the unit has not activated, or has not received an order this turn, uh, it gains plus one armor. So it's base armor 7. If it hasn't activated, hasn't received its order, it is armor 8. Uh, you got Twisted Claws, Bath Strength 4, Acting Value 6, First Defense, Range 2. Uh, two triggers on a Crow, it gives out a Shaken Token. On a Ram, it gains Piercing. And then they have a Magic Attack called Echoes of Existence, uh, where... It's an active value 6, range 10 versus willpower. Uh, place every fire team in this unit into base contact with target fire team's unit. So they can jump to uh, the opponent. Quite a strong little ability. 
So one of the lists that you could build out of the box set is you start with the box set, and you're going to add Fenton. Fenton is going to take Arcane Tome, uh, which has fluctuating power. When this unit activates, you put the top three cards of your fate deck into the conflict, and do the following based on the suit of each discarded. Uh, on a ram, uh, the unit gains an inspired or shaken token, your choice. On a tome, you draw a card. On a mask, the fire team may move two inches. And on a crow, you gain a pin token. So it kind of ups his ability as he activates. And then the other one I like for him is his actual flaming effigy. A unique one, which is Relinquish Sanity. It is a range 18 magic attack. Six versus target number 15. Target gains a shaken token. Uh, the target gains an additional shaken token. Uh, if you get a margin of three, uh, the target, this trigger may be declared multiple times. Uh, so it really ups his ability to dish out um, shaken tokens to either the opponent uh, or to your own team as you're trying to get them to flip to glory. So I like him with those two. That's two script worth of stuff. Uh, for Adeptus or Adeptos, uh I like a Memory Stirs, which is his unique. Uh, gives him remnants of the past if a fire team in this unit cheats fate. Uh, when that card would leave the conflict, you made a discarded card to draw the cheated card back into your hand. Again, gives you some kind of cool cheaty control. Uh, when a fi- and then when a fire team in this unit is killed, it is not killed. Instead, discard all assets attached to the unit and place this unit's fire team in base contact with a portal marker of your choice. Uh, this takes place after the action which caused this unit to be killed is completely resolved. So he can jump back onto the table uh, when he would be killed. Uh, to not be killed. So kind of gives him a little bit of an insurance policy, which is nice. And then with him, I like uh, Corona of Flame, uh, which gives him Touch by the Burning Man. When this unit activates a friendly unit uh, with a fire team within six-inch aura, so it could affect him as well, uh, may gain a, a shaken token. And then it also gives him uh, a magic attack called Cataclysm from above. Uh, 7 versus speed, 24 inch range, strength 1. Any fire team's damaged by this action gain 2 pin tokens. Uh, the action may ignore line of sight. So anytime you can bring some additional uh, combat utility to a commander, I like it. So again, for Corona Flame on Adiaptos, along with his uh, special of memory stirs, and then on Fenton Brahms, we're taking Fenton Special, which is the flaming effigy. And then we're also taking uh, Arcane Tome on Fenton. So that gives him 46 points remaining. We're going to go ahead and take two units of Warped, uh, the ones that come in the box set. And we're going to take a Stalking Portal unit. So that's going to leave us with... uh, We're going to take 21 points there, plus the four in Commander Assets. uh, Which is going to be 25 points of Spend. With 50 points total spend remaining of script, uh, we've got 25 points left. So from here, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a Gord Scythe. 
which is our Titan. Again, he's going to be part of the bundle uh, that is available through the backer kit. Uh, so definitely a good uh, utilization of our resources here. Uh, he is a base 7. And we can actually save a little bit of money on him if we want. Uh, we can actually kit him out to 9, and then when he activates, we can bring him up to full... Uh, full asset load, because uh, he can take a snapping head asset, because uh, of his rapid regeneration, when the unit activates it, may discard a card to attach a snapping head asset. So it's kind of your choice. Um, in the build we're going to go with here, I want to utilize all three slots and then replace them as they get removed uh, with snapping head assets. So on his tail slot, uh, we're going to go ahead... We're going to go ahead and give him Bad Breath. Gives him a versatile breath attack action. Uh, range 12, quite nice. We're going to take uh, Mighty Tail. Again, gives him a versatile action. Uh, a Tail Whip, range 3, strength 3, piercing. Quite strong. And then on his body, uh, I want to give him... <coughs> the Withering Coils. Uh, he's going to gain immunity to hazardous terrain, and he's going to have constrict. Uh, any enemy fire, t any fire team this model moved over during its activation suffers a strength one hit once the fire team's movement is complete. Uh, the penetration trip flips from these may not be cheated. Uh, so again, gives him some more uh, damage output, and that's going to how we're going to be how we build him, uh, which is going to give us. 10 points off of our 25, leaving us with 15 points remaining to build. So we're going to take a unit of Twisted Horrors. These guys are fairly imposing. Uh, they have both a magical ranged attack and a strong uh, melee attack. They are 8 script. Uh, when the fire team and this unit is killed, you can discard a card top of your deck. Uh, if that card is a mask, the unit immediately gains a reinforcement token. Uh, and these guys look pretty awesome to paint. Look really awesome to paint. And then we'll take for our final seven points a unit of Doomseekers. Uh, they're going to provide some additional mobility in this list as if we needed more. They have a trans-relocate ritual at the end of the unit's activation. You may target a different friendly unit's fire team within eight of the unit. And you get to place that unit in base contact with one or more of this unit's fire teams. So you can pull things out of danger, you can put things into danger, set them up for a charge quite a lot of that mobility theme. They additionally have an Arcane Blast, which is a ranged magical attack. Uh, range 16, active value 6 versus defense, strength 3, area. And they've got some carved knives, so they can attack in melee as well. So there are no slouches. So that would be the list that I would take. It's a unit of Doomseekers, unit of Twisted Horrors, unit of Stalking Portals, two units of Warped, uh, it is a fully loaded Gorsythe. And Adiaptos and Fenton Brahms.
the other fun list that I like for them is again Adiapdos and Venton Braun, uh, as kitted previously again with the Arcane Tome and Flaming Effigy on Venton Braun and Corona of Flame and a Memory Stirs on Adiapdos. And that list consists of two units of ECB Black Ops. Two units of Doom Seekers. Bringing us to 34, 38 points, leaving us with 12 points remaining. Uh, a unit of the Warped. For nine points, leaving us with three points. And then I'm going to put a Raving Madman, uh, which is the adjunct for the Cult of the Burning Man. Uh, we're going to put an adjunct in the unit of Warped and an adjunct in each of the unit of Doom Seekers, getting us to our full 50 points. Uh, the design of this list is to be very range-heavy uh, with some combat tricks. Uh, and really utilizing our movement to hit and run, sh- hit and run, uh, using the range attack of the Arcane Blast, uh, the ECB's, uh, Webley Mark IV revolvers, uh, the fact that they're rogue agents, they do not need to maintain coherency, uh, with each other, uh, and the unit itself cannot gain pin tokens. Uh, so one of the things to keep in mind is the way that dimensional instability works is all you need is one of your units to touch that portal, and then you can bring that entire unit to any other portal on the board. So in a unit like ECB, because they can act independently, you can have them all over the place, you can use these place effects with the dimensional instability to go ahead and jump everybody together to concentrate your fire, and of and kind of uh, protect them from retaliation early. And then when you, the threat th- shows itself, you can dimensional instability over to it. Uh, really kind of a good thing to think about. Additionally, with translocation ritual, uh, at the end of the turn, you may target a different fire team's unit with a fire team within eight inches of one of this fire team's placed. And then all of that unit can come into base contact uh, with one or more of your unit's fire teams. So again, you can play the ECB very spread out, and then they can jump up together to apply their apply their damage uh, when it when it's absolutely necessary and absolutely count. And so this this list is going to utilize a lot of coordinated strike, a lot of positioning and positional tactics, and then you've got the warped who are there to kind of keep your doom seekers clean uh, and keep. Uh, the opponent gets close, the, the warped are going to go ahead and do their magic. Uh, the raving madmen have a really strong ability as an adjunct. Uh, again, they do the standard, um, upping the wound count by replacing one of the models. It counts as, uh, when it, when that particular model dies, it counts as removing two. And they have lunacy. Uh, what a lunacy does is the opponents may not use shaken token on this unit. So you're going to use Shaken Tokens to glory, and then they're going to be on you, and you would normally have your efficiency reduced. Because of Lunacy, Shaken Tokens mean nothing to you other than you get to glory. Because the opponent can't use them against you. 
Uh, and then they get a adjunct ability, so it's kind of like versatile, where they could make this, uh, which is, he's making some sense. It is a 5 versus willpower, range 6. Target suffers a hit with a strength equal to the number of shaken tokens on this unit, to maximum strength 5. Then you discard the shaken tokens on this unit. So, you have lunacy, which means you ignore the shaken tokens. Because the opponent can't use them against you. Then you can take all this crazy energy that you've built up, you can go ramble at your opponent, hit them very strongly with your words, and then all of your crazy is gone, and you can either re-up your crazy or start using Fenton and Adiaptos to start launching those uh, Shaken tokens onto uh, the opponent to reduce their efficiency. So, kind of some strong uh, synergies right there. So those are some base lists for Call to the Burning Man. And last but not least, let's take a look at the King's Empire. So the King's Empire are your shooty army. Uh, to the point that almost all of their special abilities revolve around shooting. They have rapid maneuvering uh which means enemy squads that receive a rush order may discard a card to take a rage, rage attack instead of a melee attack action as part of a rush. Uh, they get bayonets, so enemy fire teams in this company may use their rage attack while engaged uh, as if they were melee attacks, but they go to a 2-inch range, and if they do so, their acting value is reduced by 2. Um, they want to kill things. They're a very kill-oriented army. So much so uh, that for king and country means uh, after an enemy fire team is killed as a result of an action from a king fire fire team in this company, the friendly fire team's unit may flip to glory at the end of its activation. So they've got to kill a fire team in order to glory. So they're all about battlefield antics uh, and range attacks. So their box set's going to come with Charles Edmonton. He is a super sniper, uh, and he gets to inspire uh, units on the field with his uh, commander action, which is volley fire on my mark. Uh, target squad gains an inspired token, and, and one of its fire teams may take a range attack action. You're going to get two units of Royal Rifle Corps in your allegiance box. They are... Incredibly powerful soldiers. Uh, they are nine points. They have together now. Uh, so when the unit rete receives a focused effort order, uh, it gains two tokens of its choosing instead of just one. It's got a 22-inch range on its rifle. Strength three on a crow it gives that a shaken token. Uh, and then you're also going to get a unit of infiltrators uh, in your box set. And these guys get to deploy anywhere on the table uh, that's not in the opponent's deployment zone. They have the ability to confuse the opponent. Uh, it's a versus willpower attack. Uh, target can target will discard a token of your choice, and then you can give them a token of your choice. So this does very powerful things. Like let's say I have a reinforcement token on one of my units. They can say, no you don't, and then they can go ahead and drop a Shaken Token onto that unit. Uh, so it makes you think about what tokens you have on which units. Uh, 
with the infiltrators around, and then they have a little um, pistol that they can shoot at you. Their Titan is the King's Hand. He is a gun platform uh, with a drill hand. Really strong, um, really strong Titan. Uh, you can set him up a, a couple of different different ways. Um, probably the most uh, interesting Titan uh, in the game, and my favorite personally, looks wise, because he's he's a giant robot. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. The Field Intelligent Corps uh, is one of the units you're going to get in the bundle. Uh, they have espionage, so an opponent cheats fate in a duel involving them. They get to draw a card. Uh, they've got a 20-inch rifle, strength 2. Uh, but they do not need to discard a card to shoot into engagement, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and they have analyzed tactics. So it's a strength 6 versus willpower. Target's controller must reveal their control hand to you, uh, and then you get to pick one of their cards to discard. So these guys bring in the first hand destruction we've seen in the game. Pretty cool ability, definitely something to watch out for. Uh, and definitely something to consider. Uh, I, I quite like them a bit. Um, so from a perspective, the second commander you get is Margaret Bell. She is a whirlwind of death. Um, she has shadow magic, so when she activates, she can place her 16 inches from her current position. Uh, she has a poison knife. She has no range attack, but she stabs people right in the back. She's pretty amazing. She is a she's designed to go against uh, other commanders, <sighs> which is quite cool. Um, both her and Charles are 25 script commanders. So from a loadout perspective, uh, on Margaret Bell, I like to take her rapier wit. And I like to take... Um, I'm sorry, I take her radio whip and... The, uh, radio... Rapier wit and then radio transmitter. Um, and what that does is when I only once per turn, a friendly fire team within 24 inches, not needing a light sight, may add one suit of its, to its acting value, uh, after flipping but before cheating. So, the reason why this is good is because Margaret is gonna be all over the place and she's gonna be moving forward, uh, and your army is going to move forward to a point, but it should be within 24 inches of her, and then she can start handing out suits uh, once per turn, while still being active and interesting to the opponent. And then for Charles, we're going to give him a stoic demeanor. Uh, what this does is he's an inspiration to all. After a friendly fire team within 12 uh, gains an inspire token, he may discard a card to give a give it a reinforcement token as well. And then I like for him sturdy binoculars. Uh, what this does is he can he gets another ta he gets another morale action, which is fire on my command. Uh, it's a acting value five versus thirteen, a range twelve target friendly squad fire team immediately makes a range attack action, uh, which is treated as having plus six range. So he can really make 
some units go downtown with it. Alright, so that is 25 script for each of them, which is 50 script. Uh, they're going to spend 2 script apiece on upgrades. It's bringing us to 46. Uh, we're then going to do the fairly stock standard of taking 2 units of Royal Rifle Corps. We are going to go ahead and kit them both with the adjunct, which is the sharpshooter. Uh, sharpshooter provides an additional range attack to the to the unit, as well as the fire team that has the adjunct in it gains plus one AV to all of its actions. And, of course, epic death scene. So the Royal Rifle Corps jump up from 9 to 10 points with the adjuncts. Uh, so that's 20 points spent of our 46 remaining. We are then going to take the King's Hand. Uh, King's Hand is going to take his armor-piercing machine gun. He's going to take his soulstone-powered laser and his massive drill upgrade. Uh, bringing him to 10 points. So that's 30 points uh, left, or 30 points spent of our 46, leaving us with 16 At this point, I recommend the Field Intelligence Corps and putting in another uh, sharpshooter into that unit, bringing it to a cost of 8. And then uh, I would recommend taking the uh, Grenadiers. Uh, Grenadiers are a very cool unit. They uh, provide some high-powered shooting with rocket grenades uh, and some area effect shooting with their base grenade launchers. Uh, additionally, the unit does not uh, suffer a hit from hazardous terrain. And when a fire team from the unit is killed, you get to draw a card, because they're prepared for the worst. Really kind of a strong unit. Um, now, if you're looking for something a bit different, uh, one of the, the things that I love in this army are the Empire Dragoons. Uh, they are a large cavalry unit. Uh, that has machine guns and sabers, and they are built to hurt on the charge as well as on the advance with their machine guns. They're very quick, and they get to cheat for free, basically, because they're handpicked by the king. So after cheating fate, the fire team may draw a card. So I like to start with uh, Margaret Bell and Charles Edmonton, again, with the same upgrade configuration of Stoic Demeanor, uh, binoculars on Charles, and then Rapier Wit and Radio Transmission, or Transmitter, on uh, Margaret Bell. We're then going to start with two units of Empire Dragoons, uh, which is 16 points of our remaining 46, so it brings us to 30 points remaining. I then like to take a King's Hand, again with uh, Armor-Piercing Machine Gun, Soul, uh, soul Stone Powered Laser and Massive Drill, again for 10 points, uh, bringing us down to 20 points remaining. And then I like to basically finish that off with uh, two units of Royal Rifle Corps. And here you can kind of get creative a little bit with the list. Uh, you can either go two Sharpshooter, or uh, you can take a Motor Scout. And the Motor Scout is a light, nice little fast uh, vehicle, speed 8, 
Uh, on a rush order, it gains plus two speed and an inspired token. Uh, it has a machine gun. Uh, but what it's really great for is grabbing objectives. And so I, I kind of like that a little bit more than the two sharpshooters in this particular list, although they're not bad to have. So that's kind of a look at every single uh, allegiance in the game so far uh, with what we know and what's, what's available. Uh, so I definitely f uh, look at it, consider it, look at the, look at the synergies within your uh, particular faction or allegiance that you're, fa that you're fancying. Uh, if you have questions or, or want to talk tactics or uh, list builds or reason for my choices, uh, please give me a, give me a, a ring. Uh, you can reach me cheatedfatesjoe at gmail.com uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening to the first coordinated strike uh, and remember, if you've got a tactics token you can make a coordinated strike we'll see you next time